on this episode of This Is Game Boy Light. Disappointed! Hello everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of This Is A Game Boy Light with just me, Mula. So yeah, like always, just one of us doing these episodes. These are like the shorter in-between episodes where we either talk about a game or a certain subject or anything else that comes to mind that is closely or relatively related to Game Boy. So like always, let's first dive a little bit into what I have been playing, which honestly isn't that much since last time. Um, when it comes to non-Game Boy games, first one I played through was uh, Spongebob B Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated on a PS4, that is, because it was for free with PS Plus this month. It was a very okay 3D platformer. In my opinion, I don't know why people absolutely love this game so much. Um, is it one of the best Spongebob games I've ever played? Probably, because it's the only one I've ever played. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw videos on the other uh, Spongebob games and this is probably uh, actually a really good uh, game for, uh, for that series. But I'm also not that big of a fan. Uh, of Spongebob to begin with, so the charm that it has probably does not uh, reflect that well upon me, because I don't think Spongebob is that great to begin with. So uh, yeah, it was a fun game, I think I played it for like 15 hours to complete it. Um, it wasn't too much... Uh, I, di I didn't have too many issues playing through the game. Um, the only thing I can say is that it's sometimes weird to distinguish background from actual platforms that makes uh, you die a lot uh, but otherwise it's it's a perfectly uh, okay game and maybe even a good starter 3d platformer for a younger audience uh, i would assume oh yeah if you if you like spongebob go check it out if you like 3d platformers check it out otherwise stay away from it um i've also well, I, I'm continuing that Stranding. I did play a few hours of it before, but I had other games lying around. And uh, this game being as long as it is to finish and complete. Uh, I played some other games first. I got back into it. Uh, did take me some time to figure out the controls again, because I totally forgot. But it's a perfect game to relax. Um... There's, there's nothing more I can say. It's like super relaxing, except when it needs to be uh, infuriating, uh, if that makes sense, actually. Like, you really get the tension on the moments you need the tension, but they are not always there. Usually it's a very, very chill game uh, where you just relax, walk around a bit, or drive around a bit later on in the game, build some things. Go from point A to point B to point C, back to A, back to C, back to B, back to A, and so on, depending on how many side things you, you pick up. Uh, but yeah, I've played it for like three days, I would say, like a few hours just to relax, and it really helps, and time flies, time flies by while you're playing it so i'm looking forward to playing 
more of it and to finally actually finish the story and, and finish the game. Uh, I am playing the original version, so not the director's cut. I did hear that the director's cut put some things in that make the game too easy for whatever reason, but it's already an easy game to begin with, so I'm wondering what that even means. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what's in the director's cut at all. I think it's a few things with drones and stuff like that. Uh, that they added, but yeah, it doesn't uh, ruin the overall experience, it just makes it even easier to do so. I did play two Game Boy games though, because I wanted to get to game four, well, I wanted to finish 499 games so I could start off uh, the f 500 game after my little break uh, that I'm taking right now, uh, which is of course going to be Pokemon Black uh, 2 in this case, because I always play Pokemon at the 100 game. Uh, but I did play two very short games, one being Spot the Video Game. Um, that's like the Otello clone or Go clone or whatever you wanna wanna call it. It's not a platforming game, it's like the board game with the white and black uh, stones or tokens or whatever. This could have taken me a long time because I have absolutely no idea how to play that game strategically, but I won in like 10 minutes and I'm glad I did because, yeah, those games are fun with multiple people, but playing on your own against the computer is, is just a, a crapshoot of RNG, I would say. Um, either you win or you don't, and luckily I won quickly so I could move on. Um, and I picked another game out of my list that I haven't checked out before, uh, which was The King of Fighters Heat of Battle, also known as King of Fighters 96, I believe, uh, in Japan, which is an amazing fighting game on Game Boy. It's it's one of those that fall in the same category as like Battle Arena Toshinden or uh, I think it's called Chinese Fighter, Super Chinese Fighter um, or Samurai Showdown. They are really, really well-programmed fighting games for the Game Boy. Uh, it does not even feel like you're playing on a Game Boy because the, yeah, the action is so fast-paced. Uh, compared to games like Mortal Kombat 1 and 3 or uh, Street Fighter 2 on Game Boy or even Primal Rage and uh, Killer Instinct. Although Killer Instinct does play uh, fantastically uh, when you compare it to, to its console counterparts. Uh, but yeah, these games are very well programmed, awesome sprite work, a lot of secrets you can unlock. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. This one introduces team fighting, uh, which makes you pick up a team of three fighters. You, I don't think you can switch out, at least not that I have found, uh, but when one of your characters uh, falls in battle, gets knocked out, you switch over to the next one. Uh, the opponent does get a little bit of health back, uh, but that's it. And But the team battle is the fastest way to play this game for sure, because uh, it's only quote-unquote one fight against every opponent instead of two rounds. Uh, but yeah, amazing game. Uh, go check it out. Maybe if you want to pick up the correct team to get a secret ending, look up the list of uh, which combo you have to take, because there are six different endings, I believe, uh, if you want to see them. Um, unless you want to exper experiment with the team setups yourself, that might take a while because there's a lot of characters and even uh, two or three secret characters you can unlock 
and one secret fight if you know if you don't die on the hardest difficulty of the game i played it on the medium difficulty it was perfectly fine uh it was super easy actually compared to i think i played the other king of fighters game i don't remember there was one that was a lot harder at least but this one is uh, is super easy so yeah, that's what I have been up to, so let's uh, take a quick break before we dive into the topic, basically, of this uh, week's, or the, yeah, this bi-weekly um, episode, um, which is about what, in my opinion, are some of the worst final bosses you can encounter while playing these Game Boy games. Um, again, this is uh, just uh, my opinion. Um, there are, of course, many others, many that I haven't encountered yet, but I will just go over the ones that, uh, yeah, remain with me that were either very disappointing, very hard for no reason, very easy for no reason, or anything else. So um, it's it's not only bosses that are like completely too hard to defeat. Uh, there are many factors that I uh, put into this small list that I made. And there were also some audience suggestions on our Discord, which I will go over real quickly. Um, some of them were the same as mine. Uh, so I do agree with those. The other ones I don't immediately agree with agree with but i will go over them as well so yeah have fun with this nice song uh, from battleship on game boy very boring game but very cool music sadly you have to hear it for 10 hours but yeah be right back Alright, here we are again. So let's take a look at that small list that I made uh, from some of the worst final bosses I have encountered in the 500 games I've played so far, or 499, uh, basically. So let's start with one that we have uh, discussed on the podcast already, um, and this is, uh, <laughs> this is of course Lex's favorite game, it's Mole Mania. So yeah, Mole Mania, the final boss. We talked about it in our full episode, so if you want to go check that out, uh, it's episode 8. That's three years ago that we recorded that episode or something like that. Uh, so yeah, the final boss of this game, Jinbei, is, in my opinion, one of the most infuriating bosses uh, that I've ever encountered. So this one goes into the quote-unquote heart category. Um, it's not that the boss itself is that hard. It's just that you do not have time to figure out how to exactly beat him. And to get to him, you also have to go through a, well, half of a boss rush just to get back to him. Um, for me, I'll, uh, I'll go back to my personal experience I had with it, which uh, got explained during a Mole Mini episode as well, of course, but um, I was so tired of the game after so many hours, because it's a puzzle game, it's not meant to be played in a quote-unquote fast-paced 
uh, yeah, how would you say it? A, a fast-paced matter, I guess. Uh, just trying to complete it to go to the next game. So I have been playing the game for three hours already during my last uh, part of the game that I needed to beat. And it wasn't fun to try and do a complete boss rush, even though most bosses in this game are, are perfectly easy. Um, but then getting stuck on a completely new boss that is so hard to get the pattern down uh, with the amount of health uh, you have available for you was absolutely driving me insane and I had to I think I had to stop for the day if I remember correctly and come back another day and try again because I got so absolutely mad at that boss um, if you would have to fight him all on his own without having to fight any other bosses before him I'm sure it's okay um, also if you have learned the pattern already and know how to beat him perfectly I'm sure he's okay, but not the first time you encounter him, it's gonna be an absolutely horrible, horrible fight. I can, uh, I can tell you that much. Um, now I can't even remember if he actually has two forms or not, because uh, that seems like a thing that would happen, but I don't think he has. Huh. Well, whatever. He still sucks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, again, if you haven't played Mo Mania yet, great game, absolutely great game, but the final boss absolutely ruined uh, most of the experience for me in the end. Moving on to another game that did the exact same thing as Mo Mania, albeit a much shorter game, uh, was Bomberman Game Boy. Uh, we haven't talked about this game yet, maybe we have mentioned it uh, like slightly before, but Bomberman Game Boy is uh, a really okay Bomberman game. Um, it just falls into the same category as most Bomberman games. I talked a little bit about three uh, during the last episode because I had just finished that one. I think that one is perfect. Um, it has a lot of variety to keep you interested. This Bomberman game is pretty basic. Um, most of the bosses in this game are easy, although it takes a while to like find a way to actually hit them correctly, uh, which can be a little bit frustrating, but it's, it's not that bad. But um, I made it to the end of the game very quickly, I don't know the exact time anymore. I'm just gonna say an hour and a half or something. So that's for seven worlds each with uh, with a boss fight. Um, the eighth world, however, is just a boss rush, which is perfectly fine because in Bomberman, when you die, you just, or game over in this case, you just start on the same stage you were on. So that, that's not really a problem. You don't have to repeat bosses at all. Um, but then you come to the final boss of this game, which is this Aztec god mask basically floating around um so this is your final encounter of this game and not only do you have a very short time limit to defeat this boss i think it's five minutes like every rounding in bomberman but he has three different forms each of these forms needs to take 
eight hits, I believe. Um, and the second form actually splits up into two parts. Um, but I think you only need to hit both of them four times or five times. Um, but the attacks that this thing does throughout all of his forms are so hard to anticipate or so hard to dodge that uh, it becomes very, very difficult to sit through this entire fight because you have to be fast enough. Um, I'm not the only person that has this particular problem with this boss. Like most of the people agreed with me on Discord as well that this is like absolutely atrocious, uh, worst design for a boss ever. Even though it looks so easy, it really isn't. I think uh, Granan Hero, who has been on the podcast before, has been the only person who has done it in under 15 minutes, uh, trying to figure it out and, and beating him, if I remember correctly. Uh, I know that he did it very, very fast, um, even though he hated the boss in, uh, himself as well. Uh, but for most of us that have played Bomberman Game Boy for the very first time and come across this boss, it takes us more than half the game time uh, for the entire game just to beat this boss. Um, so yeah, if you haven't checked it out yet, um, if you want to experience it yourself, play the entire game. But if you want to, you can easily type in Bomberman Game Boy Final Boss uh, in YouTube and you can, you can see the fight. And again, it's not going to look that bad, but it absolutely, absolutely is. It's, it's just, yeah, I think that one for me uh, actually is worse than Jinbei, even though Jinbei got me more mad, but due to other circumstances. So yeah, those were the uh, the hard ones. I'm gonna see if I had, I'll, I'll stick to the hard ones first. Maybe that's a good idea. Um, and then I'll go back to to some other things. Um, yeah, let's let's go to, let's go to um, Mr. Nuts actually for Game Boy. Um, so Mr. Nuts is a game that I bought as a kid and I always really, really enjoyed it, but there was only one problem for me, and that is the final boss, uh, the Yeti, I believe he's called. I think it's just a Yeti. Um, the game it, in itself is not the most easy platformer due to some very weird choices made by Ocean. Uh, sometimes you hit a great game with Ocean. Usually you you hit... Uh, yeah, an experience. Let's just let's just call it an experience. Um, but all the bosses in this game are pretty easy to understand. Like they they all have a very distinct pattern that you can uh, get used to very quickly. And um, yeah, it's it's usually not that bad to reach them either. Um, but the the good thing about these bosses is you have an entire screen where you can walk around and avoid all the attacks that they, they uh, throw at you. Um, let me try to think what are the bosses again. First is a spider, the witch. Um, is, the, is there an underwater one? I think there's an underwater one inside the house. That's probably the octopus. Then you have, what do you have after that? I know there's the giant. Oh yeah, the giant, the clown. And then you have the Yeti. Um, the problem with the Yeti is that um, 
there are platforms you can fall off from. Um, there, there's one in the middle and one to the right. So you have a hole to the left side of the screen and one in between these other two platforms. Uh, the Yeti itself is so huge that you can't attack him um, like from the ground up. You have to jump on one of his attacks, I believe, to get on top of his head. Uh, maybe I'm remembering that one wrong. That could be the giant. Um, but anyways, you have to jump on his head to hit him. Um, the problem is he starts at the right side of the screen, so he's on that platform, and he has two attacks that can absolutely destroy you, which are the uh, wind blowing, so he's, he's just start blowing and tries to push you off the edge of the platform, which is very hard to avoid because you have to do a very particular jump um, while actually being pushed off the platform to get back on the platform, which is already hard to figure out. Um, but he can also jump to the platform you're currently standing on, which makes it even worse because then you have to jump under him because he's so big you cannot jump over him. Um, so yeah, this makes this fight very frustrating and he also has a very, very it's not a random pattern at all, it's always <clears throat> the exact same pattern actually that he does, but it's so varied that you tend to forget what is gonna happen, especially because the jumping that he does to the other platform is kind of not synchronized with all of his other attacks, which makes you uh, slip up a lot of times. I mean, slip up in your mind that you're like, oh, he's gonna do this, oh no. He just jumped on me or he just blew me off the platform. Um, so yeah, compared to the rest of this game, this one is absolutely brutal, sadly. Um, and the problem is if you game over in Mr. Nuts, you have to start back at the very first stage of the world you were on. Um, and the final world, of course, is a very hard world. So trying to get back to the Yeti with enough lives is definitely a chore to do after a while. Um, just to explain it a little bit more, you can only take three hits yourself, uh, if, if I remember correctly. So you don't have much room to work with during this fight. Um, and yeah, once, once he's gone, the game is over, so there's nothing left. So uh, for me, as a kid, this was a very frustrating boss especially because I liked the rest of the game so much and I just, as a kid, couldn't figure out the pattern. And yeah, that's, that made me very, very sad. Speaking of another game that I had as a kid on one of those 101 in one uh, cartridges, which will of course be a Japanese only game, is Yu Yu Hakusho Dai Tama Makai no Tobira which is the third game in the Yu Yu Hakusho uh, Game Boy series, because there's four of them, each representing one of the arcs of the anime. So this is about the third arc in the anime, and if you have seen that, you know that the final fight, basically there, will be against Shinobu Sensui. This is a very interesting game, and we still haven't done an episode about it, but I think I want to do a full one on this, together with, uh, with EBC and... Uh, see what he thinks of this game because I loved this game when I was a kid. I couldn't understand any of it. Um, I don't think there's a translation for it yet, if I remember correctly. I'm not even sure if people are making a translation for this. But this is basically a split between a beat-em-up, a fighter, 
and a top-down Zelda adventure RPG game. Uh, so yeah, it's very distinguished. Um, as a kid, I had no idea what Yu Yu Hakusho was either, to be honest. But uh, I, I just loved the game and I could figure out what to do by just walking around and, and going to the the correct place uh, or stumbling up upon it. So yeah, what makes this Sensui so uh, ridiculous is that even if you are fully powered up, uh, in this game you, you level up basically, even if you are fully powered up and have four characters that are fully powered up, he can still absolutely destroy you. Compared to the rest of the game, all the bosses and enemies are very much uh, configured in a way that, oh, I can't beat him now, I'll just gain a level, now I can actually beat him. So it, it, it's very well balanced. But this guy, he's not balanced at all. Uh, even if you know what you're doing, you can get absolutely destroyed by him and there's no way to figure out some kind of cheese strategy to make it easier. Um, and I know this because I have made people speedrun this game and they also love this game, but they hate Sensui because he's so, so brutal. So if you ever want to check out this game, be prepared for that. But what makes it even worse is that in order to get back to him after you died, because you don't really game over in this game, you just uh, start back at this, uh, at your house basically and you have to backtrack. He is like the furthest away of any enemy in this game because you have to go through this huge cave that is also a maze. So if you forgot where you went last time, good luck finding your way back. Um, but yeah, you have to, it, it takes like five to seven minutes just to get back to him, just to try to fight all over again. So. Yeah, you better come prepared, and even if you are prepared, you might still lose, just because Sensui is an absolute asshole. So let's move um, into another category uh, of these worst final bosses. I only have two real examples of the next thing I'm going to talk about, um, so let's dive into that one. So let's start with Looney Tunes for Game Boy. Anybody who's ever played Looney Tunes will know that the final fight against Elmer Fudd is a big Fudd to you. Um, especially after playing through the rest of the game. So the problem with Elmer Fudd is a few things. First of all, he is so random you have no idea what's happening at any given time. Um, he basically reacts to what you do, but it's so inconsistent that it's hard to figure out. Um, the only way to dam damage um, a boss or an enemy in this game is by either using your quote-unquote frisbee that you throw, or you can jump on top of their heads. Um, throwing the frisbee has the potential of going through the enemy and hitting him again, uh, which means the boss will suddenly vault towards you and you will get hit, uh, even though you didn't want to get hit. Um, and jumping on top of him is very specific because the enemy will bounce back in a direction 
based upon where you land on top of them. Um, this makes this Almer Fudd fight already very hard because uh, he has a huge sprite, you have to land them, he can jump and he can shoot his shotgun at you. So trying to avoid all of his attacks is already hard enough. But of course it's a final boss and what happens with most final bosses is that he has two uh, phases. So the first phase he still has his hat on, second phase he loses it and you have to jump on his bald hat. Um, <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain just in words how bad this fight can go so i would suggest looking up a video of it so you can uh, you can actually see what i'm talking about uh, but this is like a really really fun game some of the other bosses are a bit annoying as well but they're very easy to manage the entire game is very easy to manage except maybe for speedy gonzalez's speed but that's a total other discussion um but yeah the way almer fudd just reacts to your uh to your attacks is is absolutely atrocious and a lot of people hate the game because of that um, another thing that comes with it of course if you die against elmer fudd you have to replay the entire stage i think there's only one extra life you can pick up during this stage so the most attempts you can have against him i think is three tries if you do not die in the rest of the stage maybe there's more maybe i'm misremembering uh, but you yeah you only have a few attempts to do this and i believe you can only take three hits yourself uh making this an absolutely absolutely ridiculous fight um i don't hate this one so much because i'm usually pretty good at like juggling him you could say um so i i can kind of do it well but there are times that i play this game where it just doesn't work uh so i know that it can be very frustrating to defeat him uh but yeah this is not so much uh a boss that is hard because he is programmed to be hard it's more of a mechanics thing from this game that doesn't work that well uh making the fight a lot harder than it should be. And speaking of, there's another boss in the next game I'm gonna be talking about that is hard because they made a mistake for this boss. So I'm gonna be talking about King Drool, which is the last boss in Bonk's Adventure. Um, if you have played any Bonk's Adventure game, on turbo graphics or or whatever and you fought against king drool you know you have to lit uh you have to land uh with your uh, downwards head attack i guess it's called um at a very specific point above his snout i guess it's not his nose it's like the thing between your eyes basically but it's very uh, sticking out with King Drool, but for some reason they programmed the hitbox of this thing to be so so bad that at the first time or the first 20 to 30 times uh, like it was for me that you will encounter this boss you will keep on dying over and over again because you keep hitting the wrong thing so yeah that's an example of a boss that actually isn't that hard because like his attacks are very easy to avoid and things like that but just because that hitbox of uh, 
office face what I, I don't even know what to call it the the knot on his face um, because it's so damn small you will keep getting hit uh, because you're landing on his crown or you're landing on the front of his face and that will damage you so be prepared for this boss if you ever come across him uh, at least on the Game Boy version that is extremely extremely hard to hit now, on to some disappointing bosses. Um, so these are bosses that, in my opinion, make the rest of the game seem way better. So it's kind of dumb to end with something that's quote-unquote easy or weird. Um, and the first one I'm going to be talking about is uh, Magical Tarutu. Tarurut. Um, we just call it Magical Taruru because it has so hard, <laughs> such a hard name to pronounce. It's Magical Tarurutu-kun. There we go. Um, so yeah, this is a weird game if you haven't played that before. Um, it, it's a weird platformer slash shoot-em-up slash RPG slash whatever they can throw at you. Um, but this boss's last, this game's last boss, that's what I wanted to say. I don't know why they did this. So you do face off against two other, well, three other bosses in this game. Um, one is just a normal boss to our shmup bosses. And then you come across this guy. So this guy is pretty easy quote-unquote. Um, the problem in this game is that you can only take one hit and you die, but he has a very easy pattern. Sometimes you can get stuck somewhere and you will get hit, but um, overall, it's a pretty easy fight. The only thing that they did weird for this one is that he has an HP bar of 64 hits. Yep, you heard that right, it's 64 hits, which takes forever. Because you can only hit him once, then you have to dodge, and it takes uh, 10 seconds for him to lose his iframes, yada yada yada. It just keeps on going and going. However, there is a random chance, and yes, it is random. Um, there, there is a some mechanic to it, but we haven't figured it out yet. But there is some kind of mechanic where you use your little fairy friend uh, that will transform you into big guy. So suddenly you're three times the size as you normally are, and then you only have to hit him like 12 times and he's dead. So no idea why they thought it was a good idea to put some random element to it. But even if that random element makes the fight easier, why would you make the final boss take so many hits uh, compared to the rest of the game where all the bosses are like pretty simple and easy and you don't have to do that much trouble to get to it so yeah this is this is one of the weirder ones for sure that it, it doesn't ruin the game for me in any way but it i'm i'm just surprised of the choice they made uh for no particular reason that i can think of unless it has something to do with the anime or the, or the manga uh but at least in my headcanon there was no need to uh, to make the fight like this. Another game which has a very, very disappointing end game is uh, a game we really have to do a future episode about. Uh, it's, uh, or did we? No, I don't, I don't think we did. I don't think we've done any 
let me check real no we i don't think we have done any batman game so far so but yeah this is batman the animated series i know me and ebc have talked about this game in the past before where we say it's like an incredible incredible game even though it's incredibly hard and this is where the final boss actually uh kind of ruins ruins the rest of it the final boss fight of course it's a batman game it's gonna be the Joker, even though you have fought the Joker as the first boss already. Um, but in this case, you fight Joker's contraption, which looks like a clown stick. It's it's like a pogo stick with a clown head, and it has two hands that throw cards at you. Um, it yeah, I don't know. It's it's a very odd boss, but it's also the easiest part of the entire game. Like the only thing you have to do is dodge right, dodge left dodge right again punch that's all you need to do the rest of the game is absolutely brutal uh, to get through not the first joker fight that one is actually pretty disappointing as well but it just baffles me that such a well-balanced hard game i would say um suddenly gives you something that is yeah a complete letdown in the end um because it's just the easiest thing they can throw at you um maybe that was their way of saying like okay everybody you made it through this impossibly to beat platforming game um you made it here's like a quote-unquote joke uh fight um but i don't know i i feel like <sighs> it's hard to say like would I be mad if it was a hard fight though? Because it's so hard to reach the end, anyways. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stick with my first thought. I feel like compared to the rest of the game, this is just a very, very disappointing fight that uh that not ruins the game at all because I think I still think this is the best Batman game ever. Um retro Batman game, that is, at least. Uh but yeah, it's just such a disappointment to get such an easy Joker fight. And I guess they uh, took that idea into Arkham Asylum as well, huh? <laughs> with, the, with the final Joker fight, which was super disappointing. Yeah, maybe they, they sought inspiration from this Game Boy game, who knows. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to my very last... Uh, like my personal very last uh, worst final bosses. Uh, and this is uh, the final boss in Miracle Adventures of eSparks. Another game we've talked about a lot in the past. Um, and that I absolutely, absolutely love. I think it's uh, one of the best hidden gems on Game Boy. Also good luck trying to find a copy because nobody has one apparently except for me. Um, but yeah, the final boss in this game is very disappointing just because he takes so damn long unless you use the strategy that i came up with for the speed run um so the way this boss works is that um he is a, it's an entire screen of a boss and the only place you can hit him is in his mouth when he opens it so you use your sword to shoot uh, when his mouth is open um the problem with that is uh, he also has two fists in front of him blocking uh, blocking this opening so you can't really hit it from the ground up so first you have to destroy these hands which take a lot of hits i think it's like 
32 hits or something uh, before they get taken out. And then it all becomes a very, very, I think, three or four minute waiting game. Because, um, again, like I said, you can only hit him when he opens his mouth, uh, which he only does after he does a very slow, I think, three or four strike lightning attack. Uh, that like shoots across the screen. You all know how lightning attacks works with bosses. Like you just have to dodge it. Um, so yeah, you all you only have like this very very tiny opportunity uh, to get some damage into him, um, prolonging this fight forever for no reason at all. Because in the rest of this game, the way you defeat bosses is basically. Um, I mean, this is because we speedrun it, of course. You're not going to be doing this the first first time you play this game. But you basically just spam your attack until they die. And it takes like 5 to 6 minutes. Uh, seconds, excuse me, for each boss. So coming across this guy at the end of the game. And just having to stand there and wait for this very tiny hitbox to open up. It is super disappointing for sure. Um, um, yeah, I wish they made it better. But yeah, there, there's no way around it, sadly. Um, again, if you're having troubles with this boss or you're falling asleep, just look up the speedrun of this game. Um, just look at the way we do it. Maybe it's hard to, to realize what's happening, but basically you jump into the hand, uh, going into your iframes, um, and then you take that opportunity to kind of nudge yourself up above his hand and you only have one chance to do this because you can only take that much damage but if you land on top of it before he opens his mouth for the very first time you can just spam your attack and he's dead that's that's all there's to it uh, but yeah i would definitely suggest trying the normal method first and just seeing uh, how excruciating long it is so yeah, that's my list of uh, worst final bosses. Um, I'll be jumping into the audience suggestions now as well. Um, so let's take a look at uh, what some of the people on our Discord said about worst bosses and what my thoughts are on it. <clears throat> so first up we have uh, Trip World. So yeah, Trip World, uh, we've talked about this game in the past many many times um and you all know how i feel about it um I, I still think it's just a very well made tech demo uh but yeah i do agree that like the final boss rush in twip 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 or it's twip world now twip world yes <laughs> the final uh, boss rush in trip world is it it's not disappointing it's just like i haven't done anything this entire game and suddenly you throw three enemies at me that are impossible to beat because you have not prepared me for anything like this at all throughout the game so yeah i do agree with that but i think some of the other boss fights are also or, or mid boss fights are also kind of hard um unless you skip them <laughs> like like the speed run does um but yeah, I don't know, like for me, for me personally, this doesn't make the list because I think it's a good way to end the game. It's just weird to me that you are not prepared for what is coming at all. Um, 
And it made me mad the first time I played it, for sure. Because you have limited continues and then you have to restart the game. And uh, Yeah, that, that kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a good contender, for sure. Um, they are fun fights. They are just ridiculously hard for no reason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, another one that came up was uh, the final boss in Kid Dracula, uh, who's called Garamot. Um... Mostly because he's just so standard and boring. All he does is jump and you hit him. Like, that's literally all he does. So yeah, he's... I can definitely see that he's uh, less inspired than the other bosses in Kid Dracula. But to be honest, most of them have the same kind of pattern to them. Uh, where they just jump around and you hit them whenever you can. Uh, but... Yeah, maybe. I think in the NES version, Garamod is a little bit better uh, than on the Game Boy. Or or maybe it's just even the other way around now. And I'm trying to think of it. Uh, but yeah, he he's not special. At least not design-wise and fight-wise compared to the rest of the game, which is actually very uh, unique and things like that. So I can see in that way um, Garamod can be uh, a little bit disappointing. Um, another suggestion, this one was by Lex, is actually Shan Yu in Mulan. So uh, the final, well, the only boss, I believe, in uh, Mulan, if I remember correctly. Uh, mostly because you have to use a very specific way to kill him. Have we talked about this game yet? I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, you have... I'm not going to spoil it if anybody wants to play Mulan. Don't play Mulan! Um, but yeah, you basically have to have seen the movie to even kinda come up with what you have to do uh, in order to defeat him. So yeah, it, it's weird because the rest of the game does not explain anything to you uh, where you would have to use this to take care of an enemy because you can just... Can you take out enemies in this game? Oh man, I, I'm not a fan of this game at all. Not a fan. Or of the movie, to be honest. I, 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 no, Mulan, Mulan is no, no, no. So yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I do agree with uh, this being a very weird and specific boss. But for me, it doesn't ruin the rest of the game for me because it's already a ruined game to begin with. So <laughs> let's just let's just say it like that. Um, so the final one came up in our Discord discussion was uh, Muramasa from Maru's Mission. So the final boss of uh, of Maru's Mission, because he's like very uninspired as well, and you just basically mash your attack button and he dies. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't pick this one up in my own list because all the bosses are kind of like that. In Maru's mission, like it, it's really just mashing until they die. Um, they are the other ones are again more distinguished, maybe than Muramasa, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Plus, in the Japanese version, he is a little bit more different, or is it the other way around? Yeah, I don't know, I don't remember. Doesn't really matter, but yeah, most of these bosses are just mash and win, so you can take it or leave it, really. So yeah, those were all the uh, the final bosses uh, for this episode. If you have any uh, any ones you want to share, please do. Just join the Discord. Uh, the 
Tourette for this episode is still open, so you can always uh, put in some more. So maybe we in, in the future we can do another episode on these. Uh, maybe I will have encountered a lot more worse final bosses by then as well. Um, I'm almost done. Well, almost done. I'm like 250 games away from the end of my challenge at least. Uh, but I'm sure there's plenty more of, uh, of bad uh, final bosses to be found. So, um, yeah. So that's this list. Let's take a little break with a nice song from Gambara Guma. Ugh. Yep, I can talk. <laughs> with a nice song from Gambare Goemon, Sarerata Ebisumaru. So enjoy, and I'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that song from the Izumi Region and Feudal Jailhouse from Gambari Goemon. Cool game. Absolutely check that one out. It's really cool. Anyways, uh, that about wraps up the episode, though. Uh, like, we don't have any questions by the audience right now because we had audience suggestions for this episode. So we've already covered those. So as always, I will say my goodbyes by saying that if you have any uh, anything to talk to us about, uh, please, please join our Discord. Uh, it's a nice crew of people we have around there. Always nice to talk to everybody. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions for further episodes or general questions or just want to talk about Game Boy in general or anything else, doesn't always have to be Game Boy, of course, please, please join our Discord. Um, of course, you can contact all of us here at This Is Game Boy uh, by going to our socials. So let's start with mine, which it's easy. It's all the same. It's Twitch, it's Twitter, um, it's YouTube, it's Instagram, all slash Moolah, which is M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. It's where you can find me. You can find, yeah, you can find my great co-host E-Bloody Candy on his uh, Twitch, E-Bloody Candy, Twitter, E-Bloody Candy, YouTube, probably E-Bloody Candy again. And also on Instagram, which I'm not sure is E Bloody Candy. Um, might actually be his real name on there, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but he's also on Instagram for sure. Uh, you can also find our lovely producer Lex on Twitch as Sprinting Lex, on Twitter as Sprinting Lex, on YouTube as Lex, and also on her very own project site which is sprintinglegs.com, where you can, of course, like always, find all the other projects she is working on, like the Game Boy like, database and the, the manual database and things like that. So definitely go check that out. Of course, if you just want to click a few uh, pictures on the website to get to uh, 
to all these socials, you can do so by just going to thisisgameboy.com. Uh, on this website, you will find three other things, actually. Um, if you want to support us by giving us your well-earned money, um, there's three ways to actually do that. We do have a Patreon, which is Patreon. Patreon. I can't talk anymore. It's unbelievable. Wow. It's patreon.com slash this is Gameboy, uh, which is, of course, is a monthly subscription-based uh, support website. Um, but if you do become a patron, you have access to our episode notes, bloopers, special channels on our Discord so server, um, and also uh, early access to the side project that me and EBC are doing, uh, which is called Hunt Hunters, which is a Let's Play, where we quote play quote-unquote horror games. Um, it's pretty fun. Um, it's not as scary as you might imagine, but uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, you get you get like one month's early access whenever we uh, we produce some episodes for that. Uh, they they always come out in series, so. Um, once we finish the series, it comes out, Patreon gets it first. And a few weeks later, uh, they will be publicly available. Um, you can also support us through our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash thisisgameboy, if you're not into like monthly subscriptions, because we are all getting tired of monthly subscriptions by this point, I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, but if you do want to support us through PayPal, let us know Let us know what your uh, username is, if you are in our Discord as well. So we can give you access to, to some goodies uh, over there. Um, because yeah, we can't link up Discord with PayPal at all, unless they change that. But I don't think they did, so um, yeah. You can you can definitely go through there um if you do want like something uh something so, something i i can't come up with a name why why can't i come up with a name um oh my god i i totally forgot the word there we go i came up with the word i just still have to say it if you want something physical in return uh, for your support we actually have a merch store as well easy to find if you just go to thisisgameboy.com you will find a link but there's also if you prefer to you can type in merch.thisisgameboy.com and it will take you right to it uh, currently we're just selling a shirt which is available in three colors and any size you can imagine um, so yeah the shirt has our logo on it uh, there's a green one there's a light gray one and there's a dark gray one and you can also buy a uh, coffee mug or milk mug or whatever you want to use the mug for you can put pencils uh, in them or you can grow grow some some plant in it I, d I don't know what people do with mugs i don't i don't even own a mug because i'm not a coffee drinker uh, but you can also find a mug with our logo on it through our store if you just want to support us without giving us money there's a very easy way to do that just listen to these episodes talk about them with your friends let them listen to uh, to it as well um, give us some reviews on or ratings on whichever uh, app you are using to actually listen to these episodes um, like i know we're definitely on apple uh, soundcloud of course is our main platform i think there's like pot tail uh, that that's getting used i've heard that the google one sucks so don't use that one 
Uh, sorry, Google. Uh, or, or if you make it better, I'll say that people can use it again. But apparently there's like an issue with sound disappearing for some moments and things like that. So maybe not use that one. But there are plenty of them out there that you can use uh, to listen to us too. So yeah, if you want to support us, just do that and give us a review or a comment or a like or a rating or whatever it is. Um, and don't forget, we also have our live recordings that we do uh, now for the full episodes on our YouTube channel. We still don't have a actual uh, This Is Game Boy URL, so um, please, please just uh, use the link on our website to go to our YouTube channel of, or just search for This Is Game Boy so you can see our live episodes uh, there if you are interested in seeing me and EBC on screen. Uh, I don't know why you would be, but uh, do, do it anyways. You can also follow them uh, whenever we record them live, of course, on Retro Gaming Live TV. Uh, on Twitch, that is. Uh, we all always mention it on our Twitter uh, page and on our Discord, so uh, make sure to check those once in a while to see when we are recording these live episodes. Anyways, this is this for me. I can't talk anymore. I am uh, stumbling over my words, I don't know why. So I'm gonna be taking off and next episode should be Beavis and Butthead, which is the full episode, but I'm looking at our schedule here and I'm not sure we will be able to um, set a date to record that live um, in time. So maybe, maybe the next episode will actually be a light episode by EBC and I don't know what that's gonna be yet. So. Either way, you will be listening to EBC, either with or without me. Play an 8-bit version of with or without me as our outro team. Yes, that is a very good idea. See you all later.
on this episode of This Is Game Boy Light, um, I put a sound effect link in the notes. Just uh, put that in. <laughs> 